Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Eileen, good morning to you. Good morning, PJ. How are you? Good. Now, I read about you in the Cork Independent. You're part of a, a parents online parents group in, in East Cork, and you say that quite a number of parents are coming under pressure to give this so-called voluntary contribution. Yes, uh, that's right, PJ. Um, we have a group here based in East Cork. Um, it's called the Families of Castle March, Mogili and Ladies Bridge. Um, and yeah, it, as, as you say, every year it comes up every single year. Um, but unfortunately, there, there's not, no change on, on the horizon. Um, now, Councillor Danielle Toomey is a local councillor here in East Cork. And she's engaged with families on a lot of issues. I know you've covered before the, the issue we have here as well about the lack of secondary school places. Mm. Um, but the costs is a thing that every single year comes up and nothing is changing. You know, it's, it's just getting more and more expensive for families to get their children to go back to school. Um, for many years, you know, it was this thing, it was this kind of heading of voluntary contributions. Um, and I think a lot of families became aware of the fact that this was actually voluntary, even though I am aware of a lot of families who would have received phone calls from principals or school secretaries saying, you know, your fees are due, you haven't, you haven't paid them. Um, and then I think families kind of became aware, well, actually it is voluntary and they stopped paying. So over the past year or so, what appears to be happening now is the removal of the term voluntary expenses and they're just being covered under the heading of school fees. Mm. Um, and families feel they have absolutely no option but to pay them because where book schemes or book rental schemes are, are involved in schools, they're being tied in. So, like, I'm aware of a few families that had contacted our group saying, you know, the school were looking for fees, um, and included in these fees, you know, they'd be listed out book rental, insurance, mm. photocopying, art supply, and it was a case of, you had to pay the fees or you didn't get the books. Like, And I'm also aware of, of one person in particular who went to collect their books um, you know, on the book rental scheme from the school um, and were questioned at the door by the school secretary, have you paid your fees? You're not on my list as having paid. 
a pupil or a parent? A parent, a parent who would have gone to, to collect the, the, the book rental books um, in a school before the school year term, the school term started back um, and were asked, oh, have you paid your fees? And this in front of people who were outside queuing to come in. Um, no, as I said, I fully understand and all families fully understand the pressures schools are under. You know, schools aren't obviously being funded yeah. like they need to be funded by the Department of Education. But um, why should the families and why should the, the, the guardians and the, and the parents be the ones that have to to cover the cost of it? Um, like, I think a lot of people are kind of estimating that the, the department funding will cover perhaps 70% of, of the school costs and that the 30% is mm. is what is needed for the schools to to find a way to get it. And unfortunately, parent associations, which were set up for the sole purpose of being representative groups for parents, have become fundraising wings of schools. That That's not what parent associations were set up to be about, but that's what they've morphed into in a lot of the situations. Mm-hmm. And when, I suppose, when parent associations try to break free from the, the label of being the fundraising wing of the school, then they are met with with kind of, you know, with some upset from the schools who are kind of saying, oh, no, no, you know, that's not what you're for. And um, so th- there's a clear there's a clear breakdown somewhere along the way. But again, unfortunately, it's it's the mm. families that, that are suffering and yeah. covering the cost of it. And clearly, the schools don't have enough money from the Department of Education. And that, that's a fact. The voluntary contribution was voluntary, but now I, I'm wondering: is it even legal to refer to something as fees in a public school? I, and I, that's well, just a pure question. Well, it's not. Me. Yeah, it's not. And as I said, the Department of Education issues issue circulars um, quite regularly that that are are to the schools, but are also to be to be shared with, um, you know, with the parent associations and and the and the parent community, um, where it clearly says that the funding that they get is is for the running of the schools and that that fees shouldn't and fees and voluntary fees or any kind of fees shouldn't be sought from families and if they do and that the schools could suffer because of it Mm. um but then like i'm also aware of a situation where i know of parents who contacted the department of education telling the department of education the schools are seeking fees off us they're not interested in reducing the cost of uniforms or other costs they won't engage with families and the Department of Education just responded back with the circular from 2017 where it was asking schools to reduce costs and basically telling parents schools run themselves. We don't have the authority to instruct them to do anything. If you have an issue with the school, you know, go to the board of management. If you're not getting any response from the board of management, go to the patrons. Um, But it's just a vicious circle. Yeah. And you I mean, know, the, the department the parents, funds the schools, so surely the department—he who pays the piper—is supposed to be calling the tune. One one hundred percent, you would think that. Um, but as I said, that that I actually have an email. Somebody sent me an email on that they got a response from the the department of the minister's uh, private secretary, stating that they have no authority um, to tell schools what to do; that they can merely. Um, instruct them as to as to what the the best practice is um it's crazy though isn't it it's absolutely crazy yeah so it was, it was Derek uh, Newcomb he's the private secretary so I'm just looking at the email here and it's the response was each school is managed at local level 
by the Board of Management. The Department of Education does not have the power to direct schools. Um, raise the issues with the Board of Management, and if the Board of Managements don't listen, raise them with the patron body. So it's just going round and round in circles. As I said, you know, parents fully accept the the restraints schools are under. They, they need money to run. They need money to open the doors. But on the other hand, where costs can be established in relation to uniforms, books, all of these things, if costs were were, were, were really looked at in the areas where schools do have the authority or, you know, where schools can make cost cuttings, we'll say the reduction of, of prices of uniforms or more generic uniforms, mm. then perhaps families may not suffer yeah. as much. How much of that is going I, I know for years the Aldis and the Lidl's and the Tesco's and the Dunn's and the Marks of this world have been full up every September of perfectly nice generic school uniforms, but an awful lot of schools simply insist on a crested blazer or a crested jumper that's way more expensive than what you can get in your local supermarket. And is there any move on that in your experience? Um, In my own experience, no. Um, I know the school that that I'm in, the school that my children attend, we have attempted to um, propose cost-cutting cost, cost and, and amendments to uniforms since 2018, but unfortunately we, we haven't had any movement. Um, and I know similar, other parents have had similar experiences with their schools. Mm. Um, like I went to a school in the north side of the city, St. Aidan's in Dublin Hill, and I still remember buying that uniform 30 odd years ago um, and at the time it was like 40 Irish pounds <laughs> um, and I, you know money. you'll see the same schools with the same uniforms yeah, yeah. Um, nothing has changed and the only thing that's changed is the prices Do you mind me asking you, you know, um, in, in your own uh, family um, like how much did it cost you to get your youngsters back to school this September? So f- for my, I have three children in, in my family. So in my children's school, they have both a formal uniform and a tracksuit. Um, so each child to buy a formal uni- uniform and a tracksuit is approximately 130 euro per child. So that by three is just under 400 euro just for uniforms. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And then books um, so and stuff. Books and, yeah, so the books, uh, the books, the fees and the stationery would work out at um, about 350 would have been the books, the fees right. and the stationery for three children. Right. Um, and I suppose then you put in things like coats, runners, shoes. Um, you could estimate that at... About 250, I suppose. Right. And, and then the, you'd have... This voluntary contribution. Your the voluntary contribution, I, I suppose I would have included there with the books. Okay, fine. Um, so the voluntary, the voluntary contribution in, in my children's school was €45 Euro per child. Right, okay. And you said um, sundries and the voluntary, then? The sundries, so like, you know, as you say, the pencil cases, the lunch yeah. bags and the bottles and all that, again, you'd be looking at probably €50, €60 Euro per child. 180. Um, and in surveys and, and submissions we'd have done ourselves as well locally, you know, when you put in kind of, you know, the daily average costings for, for lunches and, and bits and pieces, um, we kind of put that, we, we'd we average that at around 250 to 3 euro per child, yeah. which works out at about 460 euro per child per year. Yeah. Um, well, well, but so I when just, you put it all to, together. Just scratching my 
old fashioned doing my sums and my five times tables and carrying the one here before your child goes in the door that's 1200 quid and that's at primary school we haven't even touched on secondary school expenses at this stage yeah it's getting worse every year and this is our free education system yeah. in ireland yeah. it's 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 not getting any better eileen thank you eileen kelly mccarthy Quartz 96 FM. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.